Are you lost in the sauce? So are we. Welcome to our podcast where we, Adrian, Harrison, Marie, and Brandon, college upperclassmen, talk about all things adulting and how to get ready to face the real world. Let's dive in. Now, today I am joined with, uh, or I'm joined by Brandon. Yo. And Brian. What's going on? Hello, gentlemen. Welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. Another episode. And today we're going to be talking about staying happy after college. Woo! We're on the, on the cusp of, uh, of graduation. I know, well, Brian, you're, you said you were a junior in the last episode, so you got a little bit to go. But, but Brandon, how are you feeling about graduating, man? Bro, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Literally, like, oh, let me tell you, man, going to the career fair today, everyone's like, all right, tell me about yourself. I'm like, I'm graduating in May. And I give them one of two things. And I'm like, which is terrifying or which is terrifying but exciting. Exactly. So, you know. Exactly. It is, you know, for as terrifying as it is, it is exciting because that means, uh, yeah, no more homework, no more essays, no more reports. You're home free. You do your nine to five. You come home. You could do a hobby. You could do some television. You could play with the kids if you have kids. <laughs> um, if that's your thing, I, I don't know. Um, it's a very diverse uh, audience. You know, we have uh, listeners in the thousands. Um, <laughs> Where'd you get that uh, number from? Oh, I saw it on our, uh, on our on our Spotify account. You know, monthly, <laughs> monthly listeners uh, for this month. But in, anyway, I digress. Right. Point is, you, you get a lot more. Uh, you get a lot more personal freedom in what you do with your after work time. Now, however, you are a lot more beholden to the work schedule. So there's there's a trade off for everything. Trade off for everything. But I ran into this article, and I, I wanted to talk about this today because it's all about staying happy, right? And this article comes from the uh, from Washington Post, right? And it's uh, there's such a thing as post graduation depression, right? And the article is all about this feeling, if you can believe it, of post graduate depression, right? Which wow. it kind of describes as you know something that is, is underrepresented, underreported, you know, not really. It's not an official term. Right, I guess if you if you had something like this, you'd just be lumped in with regular depression. I don't know, but what they describe it as is uh, commonly used to describe the extreme sadness and impaired functioning that recent grads report after they leave behind the world they created in college. Right, and the big thing the big thing that contributes to that is, you know, in college you have this great like network of people. You're in, you're in a very active community. People are interested in um, different groups. You know, there's, there's politically active people. There's socially active people. You know, people are just walking around, riding on skateboards, throwing frisbees. You know, it's that kind of thing. You can walk up and talk to anyone where, you know, as we discuss, maybe more so in like the friend, in the Making Friends po- uh, podcast episode that we did last week, you know, it's, it's a little more, little more nuanced, you know, in the adult world. And you think about it, your coworkers, are not going to be the same level of friends that people may be that you met in college, you know. And you know something they, they talked about is that it's this is the symptoms, right? You, you're abnormal, abnormally negative, right? You're real, real kind of you're sad about the future. You know, you don't always have the motivation to get out of bed. Kind of a general sense of hopelessness. Um, a lot of times there's some sub- substance abuse going on. Trouble motivating. You know that kind of thing. So they're really trying to give some light to this, uh, to this, this, uh, this, this ailment that seems to to reach a lot of people who may see graduation as more terrifying, less exciting, right? Now, I mean, what what, do you, what are your th- what are your thoughts on that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I don't, I don't want to tie too much into that sort of idea of making friends, but um, I think that <clears throat> there are a couple of ideas I'd like to hit on. The first one is, uh, I think that with school in general, whether it's high school or college, um, this idea of secondary education, you kind of build your identity. For some people, I see a lot of people who build their identity with their involvement. I know that for me, um, I tend to do that. And so, you know, for these people, every four years, that identity has gone because those clubs aren't there, those organizations aren't there. And so they kind of have to start all over from that, which is terrifying. And, you know, I think can lead to these sort of mental issues because when your identity is one thing and you don't have it anymore, that's kind of serious. And the second thing I think is kind of important with this is this idea of exposure. So I think that, you know, this idea of exposure and particularly familiarity, um, you know, if, if you're graduating from college, you've probably called like a college campus home for the past like four years for some people, maybe five years more. Um, but again, this idea of just sort of leaving behind everything that you've known and you know maybe you're pretty good at what you do at college you've, you've got some some relationships but uh all that's changing and you know what it is it can be a daunting time so i think that uh that, that's that's mainly what i have to say on that yeah um i want to hit on you know how people spend their time too in in college you know you're able to pick your classes pick your schedule and you know people think that between schooling or some part-time work they might do or clubs organizations whatever it might be they might think they have a really packed schedule but at the end of the day it's kind of what they made for themselves and how they want to spend their time and once they get out of school and they join the workforce maybe they probably have to move somewhere else somewhere new so they have to deal with that but also they're set on the businesses uh, schedule which if it's nine to five you know, that's what they have to stick to and they don't have any gaps they can't skip it like they could class they you know they have to do it to make that living and and you know everybody wants to rush to maybe make more money have that steady salary income or whatever it might be but at the end of the day once you get there you kind of realize that you don't have um, those friends that fun that you did when you were in college you're not able to blow things off or, or you know tailor your schedule to what you want most of the time that's 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 an interesting point about like jumping kind of at that salary right i feel like we're all very much in a hurry to get that first job you know get that offer get that you know it may be the last summer internship or something that hopefully hopefully results in an offer but you know i think i think it's important to recognize that there's there's more to it like if you root your if you root your happiness solely in your job right and you're kind of taking this leap of faith, you know, you've seen a very idealized version of what your job would look like because you've been in college for four years, you know, you've seen what it should look like in a textbook, but maybe not what it's like in real life. You know, if you sink your, if you sink your like identity, your happiness into that, then you run the risk of, you know, burning yourself out, being let down. I mean, that, that's gotta be pretty disappointing. And I wanna use that as kind of a segue, um, just, to, just to talk about some things that you can do to, um, to better your life, you know, to make yourself happier, maybe to, to combat some of this. Because maybe, you know, some of our listeners are on the verge of graduating or, you know, they have a couple semesters left and it uh, might be helpful to know, right? So, I mean, a big thing is you got to be honest with yourself. Like, what do you, you want to do? Are you in the path right now for something that you think is going to make you happy? Are you going to, you know, is this, is this offer you're accepting just something you're accepting because it's the first thing that came along and it's job security. I mean, I've heard the uh, I've heard the expression, 
you could do anything for a year. You can do anything for two years, right? People, a lot, I heard it at the beginning of college, right? A lot of people said you can do anything for four years. It's not that long in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, you think about it, four years is a long time to be miserable. You know, I think it, I think it is important to really know what you want to do. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on the, on the kind of the back and forth of like salary versus happiness? Like, would you, would yeah. you, for example, work a job you hate if you were making <coughs> bank, you know, maybe if it's a... Well, I don't, I don't know. Whatever your yeah. definition of bank is. Yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, well, the first thing I want to ask have you have you heard the quote? Uh, you know, most people our age, you know, early twenties, particularly twenty one, twenty two, have worked five jobs by this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I just I think that that's crazy. You know, like you think about like twenty years ago, thirty years ago, that's not the case. You know, back then, um, it was all about whose dad's gonna get us a job. Now it's like you actually have to go to your research and like go find the companies. For me personally. Um, <clears throat> I've just found myself doing more and more research about the opportunities um, that have presented themselves to me and sort of like the possibilities that are opening up because, you know, being in the middle of this job search, being in the middle of this uncertainty, I've interviewed, I've gotten to talk to some people at some companies that are terrible, that are just straight up terrible. (laughs) They're like, look, you're going to be working 13, 14 hours and you're not going to have like any base salary, everything will be entirely commissioned. You know what? You might not make your, you might not make any money your first year. This this was literally said to me this afternoon. These are the exact words of the guy who said that to me this afternoon. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? For me, maybe, maybe money might not be that important, but you know what? I went back and I did my research. And, And for me, a lot of, a lot of important things for me are, does this company have strong ethics? Do they have strong values? And for that company, shocker, the answer was no. And the second thing was, do they give back to the community? Well, let me tell you, if you're working 13 or 14 hours a day, you're probably not giving back to the community. <laughs> so, so you know, I've, I've gotten the chance to talk to some really, really great companies and have some really awesome opportunities. But I've also met some people on the very far other side of that spectrum. And I think that I can definitely see, like, these people in these roles sort of being in this mindset that you talk about, you know, being in this postgraduate depression. Yeah. So, um, you know, coincidentally, um, last night I was watching this podcast. Um, this guy's name's last name's Jocko. I think he was a Navy SEAL. Um, and he was talking about putting the job over your health, um, and, and things like that. And he was talking about if you, um, you work longer hours or if you, um, do a job that you're not necessarily, um, you know, too happy with, you're not actually um, satisfied with at the end of the day for more than, you know, a week or two weeks, you know, four weeks at the most, you know, or, or on a habitual basis, he was like, you're just never going to um, really be satisfied. You're always going to be depressed. You're going to have a um, bad time and that negativity is going to breed and people are going to really, um, you know, get a sense of that negativity off of it. It's just going to be a bad work environment for everybody. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to um, you'll be happy with what you do and, um, you know, pick something you like and then really monitor how much work are you doing and, and, you know, just stay in those limits. Yeah. Work-life balance, right? That's, uh, we've all heard that. I think that's kind of, that's kind of the name of the game is like just finding, finding that balance. I mean, don't, don't work yourself too hard. Um, especially like talking about this idea of long hours and mental health. Um, I don't want to get too far into this because I feel like it could be like it's entirely mm-hmm. own episode. Is the idea of productivity? Mm. Um, you know, you look at those studies where you know, like maybe in Europe they only work four days a week, but they're productive for 
eighty percent of those four days. You right. look at the people who are mm-hmm. working like these five these five day. Maybe they were coming in on the weekend six day and they're working these 70, 80 hour weeks. How much how much work are they actually doing? You know, I don't mm. know. That's just something that, that I wanted to consider. Yeah, true. Maybe the maybe the the more time you give someone, the 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 less smart they work. Or I I don't know. That's a that's kind of a generalization. But I, I've definitely read you know exactly what you I know exactly what you're talking about. The four day work week has been shown. People get their work done just in a shorter amount of time. And they're happy to have more time off. Just one last point. Um, before we wrap up, what are your guys' thoughts on on like social media, and maybe maybe seeing seeing how other people live and how that affects you know seeing other seeing other people's successes, whether that's maybe on LinkedIn or on Instagram. I mean, how do you think that affects someone's someone's kind of state of mind? Um, first of all, I love how LinkedIn has basically become Facebook in that <laughs> I see a bunch of people trying to be really positive and then people arguing in the comments if it goes viral enough. But um, <laughs> I think I think we have, we have another episode on LinkedIn or, or social media, that sort of thing. But um, for me, I think that I know personally, um, social media is meant to be like, hey, here's all of the good things of my life. But I think we all know that's not how life works. I think that specifically the rise of apps like Facetune have sort of created this era of, I don't want to say dishonesty, but maybe not... A completely genuine portrayal of everyone's lives and so I think that when we talk about mental health um, I think that it is important to consider social media because at the end of the day I think that whether or not we realize it when we look at social media and we see people posting pictures of themselves you know in these cool cities in these cool places unbeknownst to us like we we might know it, we might not but we're comparing ourselves to what they're doing we're comparing our lives to their lives but you know what we're not seeing what they're going through so uh, that's what I'd say on that. Yeah, I think that was some excellent points because on social media, everybody posts their best moments, their best photos. That you don't rarely will you see a you know a struggle here or there, or a bad photo because nobody wants the the negative comments in return. Everybody wants to show, oh look how good I'm doing, I'm I'm crushing life, whether they are or whether they aren't. And so I I think it's you have to take that with a grain of salt when you're when you're looking at all that because you know like um, Brandon was saying, everybody compares themselves to that, and so. Um, that really crushes um, your health, your motivation, um, and everything like that. Leads to depression because if you're not at that stage, if you're saving your money up, if you're trying to be smart about things, and you're not spending, you're not going on those trips or doing those things. Um, whereas those people might be blowing their money, you don't know what position people are in. And so I think you just need to focus on yourself and um, just see that, and you know, be happy for people. But at the same time, you know, like I said, just focus on yourself. Alrighty, everybody, we're bringing up the energy that does it for this episode, and we hope you learned a thing or two about a thing or two so you no longer feel so lost in the sauce. Thank you all for listening, and thank you to our special guests for their insights. Tune in next week. See you next time. Uh, uh, uh.